Hello, and welcome to No Bad Reviews, colon, a coffee podcast. Welcome to your Halloween bonus episode, guys. Yay! So we told you back in the day when we were going to go to every other week, every once in a while you'd get a little bonus episode. This is like kind of like a little bit of like a Patreon crossed with a normal episode because it's shorter and we talk about things. Marcus definitely gives us his bad review of it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anyways, we like in our Halloween episode where we tried the candy corn coffee, we also talked about the history of candy corn, but when we were looking at making editorial decisions of how to cut it and when to release this, we thought it'd be really fun to be able to send out a bonus episode about candy corn. A little behind the scenes action, if you will. Hmm. We thought that, you know, we would send out a Halloween special for you guys. Actually, yeah, we all agreed. We listened to it. We loved it. We wanted to release it. Um, and so here we are. Yeah. Uh, enjoy this history of candy corn. Thanks, everybody. Okay, so candy corn. Candy corn is like the official candy of the holiday, right? We can agree that that's sort of. Uh, no, I I think that's I accurate. Whether you like it or whether you like it or not, it's it the is worst candy. Whether you like it or not, though, it is definitely the most representative of Halloween. I mean, the way that okay, the way that I'll a candy that. cane represents is the candy of Christmas, right? Candy corn is the candy. Okay, of fine. Right? If we're talking about that, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, there's no <laughs> other like, time. Who holds like a candy near and dear to their heart? I don't think anybody has candy corn on that list. <laughs> um, I there is a percentage of the population that really loves candy corn. Small percentage, I'm sure. Well, wait and see, Marcus. <laughs> wait and see. <laughs> candy Speaking corn. Speaking of candy corn, let me grab myself another piece. <laughs> Um, we have the harvest mix here, by the way. It's a mix of candy corn, and then the brown candy corn is has cocoa powder in it. And then, oh, of you want a chocolate candy corn, Marcus? They got a chocolate. She's got a chocolate up in there. Do you want to guess what year candy corn was invented? 1947. 1647. <laughs> 1880, it mm. was invented. And it was sort of amazing when it was invented because it was three different colors. Like that oh. was a big deal and it wasn't easy to do. Um, was it, it invented by the Brock's Candy Company? It was not. It was invented by the Wonderly Candy Company in Philadelphia. A guy named George Renninger worked there and mm. invented it. And oh, Marcus, you tasted one and your little face it's is so all... Bad. Oh, it's yuck. so gross. I'm not it's, really a fan either. It's very sweet. It's like, it's like wax lips meets frosting. That's a really good description. Yes. They're horrible. I'm, okay, I'm going to look right now, and we're going to see how much one candy corn drives up my blood sugar. <laughs> sugar. Mark it. I'm at 112. Sugar, corn syrup, fondant, and marshmallow, and then a confectioner's glaze. That's basically all that's in there, some artificial flavors or whatever. Um, so the way these were originally made, um, and kind of the way they're still made, it's automated now, but it's the same method and the same ingredients. Um, It was a cornstarch tray, a tray with like a cornstarch thickened flurry basically on it. And someone would poke holes in the shape of the candy corn. And then you had three passes. Somebody would walking backwards with a bucket of hot liquid candy Mm. would like pour first the white into the mold and then do a second pass with the orange and then do a third pass with the yellow. It was all done by hand. It was super labor intensive. It was only, was it seasonal at the beginning or did it become seasonal? 
You said the ingredients are what? Fondant? What? Powdered um, sugar? Sugar, corn syrup, fondant, and marshmallow. Okay, that all sounds about right. And a confectioner's glaze. And this is what's called a pan candy because it's like um, spun in a big metal pan. When hmm. I think that's how they glaze it. I think that's mm. the glaze on the outside. Hmm. There are a lot of candies that fall under the like pan candy. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So um, Wonderly Candy first invented it, but it was another candy company called Golitz Confectionery that really popularized it. It wasn't called candy corn. It was called chicken feed. Oh, oh that sounds unappetizing. Well... <clears throat> The thing is, corn was unappetizing. The thing was that only, um, only livestock ate corn. In like what? No sweet corn, no popcorn. There wasn't really that high. Sweet corn is like a hybrid corn. Sweet corn wasn't really a thing. Huh. I mean, popcorn, yes, people were eating back then, and obviously you had like mesa flour, and people were making tortillas and stuff, but not in the U.S. heartland. Right. So much, huh. right? So, um, yeah, corn was considered like animal feed, and poor people ate cornbread. Poor people ate hmm. corn flour, but, you know, it wasn't something you, like, wanted to eat necessarily. It was something you ate out of necessity. So People were so weird back in the day <laughs> with their, like, poor people foods and shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, corn muffins with butter? Like, that's delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. No. Lobster. Ew. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Poor people eat that. So they they called it chicken feed, thinking it would be like funny to kids. That mm. kids would think it was funny to eat the chicken That's feed. That's cute. Then. Um, there were a lot of agricultural themed candies at the turn of the century. <laughs> there were like candies shaped like pumpkins and chestnuts and turnips and clover leaves. Oh my shaped gosh. like, not flavored like. But a turnip? I know, isn't that funny? Yeah. Because 50% of the population was agrarian at that point. There were so many farm kids. And so they were looking for candies that would be like recognizable and appealing and speak to. I'm just trying and to, fun. Where, what is fun about a turnip? They're well, like they're but, so much fun. But they're not that's so much what's fun. funny is it's like a candy shaped like a turnip. Like that's funny. It's supposed right. to be like ironic. I think. I mean, like a little. What joke. about like a lettuce or like a leaf of lettuce or <laughs> well, clover that's leaves. Also funny. They had clover leaves. Yeah, you get it. So you do get I it. I mean, like, but I think like I feel like clo clover leaves are at least also appealing, and like carrots are appealing. Like if I'm looking at something, I'm like, oh, I already enjoy this thing. Like turnips like are not too Brussels enjoyable sprout. to begin with. Yeah, like a candied Brussels sprout. Like I don't really know about that that's one. That's also funny. It's funny. <laughs> I could see like a candy cabbage. Yeah. See, you're, you're great at this. Name some more. <laughs> <laughs> a green pepper. Oh. See, the possibilities are endless to have fun with this. This is like where Jelly Belly got started. They were like, oh, I see what you're doing. Now we're going to make those, but actually flavor them as those items. Mm -hmm. The every flavored beans. Yum. I would love to see a candy acorn. That would be cute, actually. That would be adorable. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I would feel like an adorable little squirrel yeah, if eating If I was it. a little, like, farm kid and I saw a little candy acorn, I'd Hell be like, yeah. oh, my God, I want to eat all of them. That's so cute. No, Because okay. you can't eat acorns. They suck. 
Let's start a business. I mean, you can eat them. They're all edible. Do you guys know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just don't think they're very good. You have to do something to get rid of the tannins. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, We should start a candy acorn company. You want to join in? I don't think I have a choice. Okay, you're in. (laughs) Also, did you guys know that the tannins from that was used to tan leather? Hmm. Oh. That's why it's called tanning. Interesting. I did not know that. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. So after you get done slaughtering our cows for sawing, you're going to make us some acorn soup and tan some leather? Sounds delicious. That sounds like a fun weekend. Great. Yeah. Happy Halloween. <laughs> all right. So turn of the century, all these agricultural candies were sold as penny candy, you know, where you could like scoop them out of the barrel or mm. whatever in the little uh, stores. What did they call them? The little everything stores? Um, general store. Like a dime yeah. store? general store. Oh, dime store. Hmm. Um, in the 1850s, when Halloween became more commercial, there was like a big spike in advertising for candy. You know, candy wasn't really advertised. It was, I mean, people just bought it because they liked it, right? But then suddenly, oh, we'll really start marketing specifically to Halloween, this mm-hmm. kind of candy. Mm. So. I mean, we've all seen Mad Men. Right. <laughs> we know how that world works. <laughs> um, so the Golitz confectionery still exists, but they're under the name Jelly Belly. They're the Jelly Belly mm-hmm. candy sure. company now. That's the one that invented um, the candy corn? Well, they were the ones who popularized okay. candy corn. It was really Wonderly that invented it. Oh, Wonderly. It. I'm getting my names confused. But um, Golitz are the ones that named it Chicken Feed and okay. really made it popular. Why'd and they change? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but actually, Jelly Belly still produces candy corn, but Brax is the number one producer in the country of candy corn. They hold 85% of the market share for candy corn. Mm. That's like what I think of. That's like the OG. Yes. You know, they really rule the holidays. Where do I have this information? Um, they are the largest producer of candy canes, the largest producer of conversation hearts, and the largest producer of candy corn. Mm-hmm. So, like all the holidays. And they do lemon to heads Brock's. too. No, lemon heads is for our pan. Oh. I know because that, ca- that factory was right down the street from the apartment I lived in when I was a kid. You guys are both right because Brock's is now owned by. Ferrera. Ah, but it wasn't. Marcus just gets those two confused because one is on the west side of Chicago and one is in the like right on the border of the west side of Chicago. Mm. So you drive by one on the expressway and then the other one is if you're driving down Lake Street to get into the city. Yeah. Mm. Or at least it used to be. So he gets them confused. And so then I get them Chicago. all confused by Mars too because I used to pass the Mars mm. up on Narragansett yeah. or on Oak Park Avenue. Mm-hmm. Wow, Chicago is like the candy capital. It's sure country. is. Yeah. Um, I would just like to say, shout out to Ferrara Pan. That was like the most lovely smell to grow mm, up next to. The, oh, I bet. The smell of cooking lemon heads. Yum. The best. Um, while we're talking candy, they also make fireballs and red hats. Those are all considered pan candy. Lemon heads, fireballs, red hats. Do you think that's mm. why it's called Ferrara Pan? Oh, it you're probably right. It was called Ferrara Pan, but ah. now they make so many other kinds of candy that they're just Ferrara, including Ooh. Chuckles and Now and Leaders. Oh. And they recently bought a bunch of Nestle products. So, so they also manufacture Butterfingers, Baby Ruth, Raisinets, and Crunch Bars. So are they manufacturing all that at the Ferrara Pan Company 
building in Forest Park because it's so small for all those confections. It turns out it's way cheaper to produce them all in Mexico. Mm. So most of their candies are being manufactured in Mexico. Mm. They do still have a Chicago factory Mm. or two maybe. Well, because the Brock's, I heard that the Brock's factory shut down on the west side. Mm. And I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I heard. You know, I don't know if I wrote down, but there was like a big fire in one of the Brock's factories in Chicago. Hmm. Like 11 people died. Ooh. My dad worked there, actually, when I was a kid. Oh. He'd bring home, like, huge tray, cardboard trays full of candy. Awesome. That was great. <laughs> wow. That was awesome. Wow. My dad had some great jobs when I was growing up. Brock's Candy, the pinball machine factory. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's awesome. It was a dream as a child. Um, the Brock's Candy Company started in 1904 at the corner of North Avenue and Town Street in Chicago. It was a little storefront called Brock's Palace of Sweets. And then Ferrara also started in Chicago. Salvador Ferrara came to to New York from Italy in 1900. But um, in 1908, he opened a bakery in Chicago. He came from a family of bakers. um, And he opened a bakery, but was also making those um, Jordan almonds, the candy-coated almonds, Mm. and those outsold the baked goods. So mm. he eventually teamed up with a couple of brothers and just started up the can, like got rid of the baking and um, just made candy. Salvador Ferrara II is still in charge of the Ferrara wow. Candy Company in oh. Chicago. Fucking A. Cool. Yeah. So, yes. And so they produce um, all of these things that we just talked about. And yeah. As I, kn- as I knew it, once upon a time, they had like a little storefront. You could just walk in there and buy, like, lemon heads by the pound. Awesome. Aw. Your sweet youth. <laughs> I love it. I know. It was really precious. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that's what I've got on candy corn. 35 million pounds produced yearly. But it is, like, an extremely divisive candy. It's got to be, like, 30 million pounds gets thrown away here, too. <laughs> I don't understand. Okay, yeah, I don't understand why people want to, people being Marcus, want to expend so much energy giving a shit about candy corn. It just, Who cares? It's, it's insulting. That's what it is. It's an insulting candy. Um, where did I write down the statistic? Don't you have other things to worry about, like injustices in this world? There's so many bigger issues above candy corn. I like to keep it topical. 49% of people like candy corn. Thank you. So a minority, 49%. There are um, something like 17% of people don't really care for it, but appreciate it as an important symbol of Mm. Halloween. There you go. Yeah. So that only leaves like 30% of the population... Who hate it. Who have nothing better to do with their lives yeah. but to hate candy corn. Right. But still, that's a solid minority there. Small but vocal minority. That's right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was such a wild ride. So in case you can't tell... That is us recording an outro for the episode that you just listened to. And it was so much fun. 
<laughs> the history of candy corn was actually really fun. Thanks so much, Steph. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Happy spooky Halloween. Yeah, happy we- Halloween, everyone. Save your teeth and fuck candy corn. <laughs> um, I was going to say, I hope you get lots of candy corn tonight. Oh. Or your children get lots of candy corn. Or you have candy corn. I hope you get to enjoy you, some candy corn tonight. You must be in that 49% that likes candy corn. <laughs> My Halloween wish for you is that you don't have to eat any candy corn. Unless okay. it's in a bratwurst. Yeah. <laughs> That's a Wisconsin delicacy for those of you not on Patreon. <laughs> um, so anyways, yeah, have fun tonight. Uh, get spooky. And we will see you next Tuesday. Thanks, everybody.